Well, Ulysses, uh, spring training is well underway, and we figured let's talk possible position battles and what the opening day roster could look like. A lot of decisions have to be made, and so we're going to try to make those decisions with you on this episode. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays, as well as listening to the other traditional podcast platforms that are as vi- uh, that are available. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Locked on Rays, too. Um, Ulysses, uh, we mentioned it on yesterday's show. We'll go ahead and mention it again. Fantasy Baseball League, Locked on Rays Fantasy Baseball League. We have some directions for anybody that wants to join an ever-popular league that we've been i mean we've had a lot of fun with it the last couple of years yeah backed by popular demand it's back you guys have requested it so here we are but because of the amount of requests we need to kind of filter it down it's very simple if you want a spot on this year's fantasy league you need to compose an email and you're going to send that to lockedonrace at gmail.com and in that email you're going to include two things number one a screenshot or a picture that proves that you've subscribed to our YouTube channel. Okay. Says subscribed, send that to us. Cool. Number two, you send a voice memo. If you do not know how to record a voice memo, if you have an iPhone, it's a voice memo app. Very simple. You record, you say your name, where you're from, and a mailback question. No more than 60 seconds. And then you send that to us, and that guarantees you a spot on the fantasy league. Yeah. By the way, if you have any, if you don't have an iPhone and need help with what you're trying to do, I can't help you. I, yeah, I played around yeah. with a, an Android Google phone, and oh my gosh, I was SOL. Yeah, I, no, I you're mean, gonna have to Google if that's the case. But I said iPhone because that's what I operate. So there you go, guys. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk uh, opening day roster possibilities, projecting the Rays opening day roster. Obviously, we already had first uh, death knell, if you will, with Tyler Glass now being down for the count for at least the first couple of weeks of the season. So that presents another opportunity for a pitcher. So as of today, uh, Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, um, more or less. 22 of 26 roster spots are accounted for? Yes, 22. Okay. 22. Should we run through those names really quickly so people know yes. who we are talking about? Okay. So let's go kind of quickly. So I'm just going to go with last names, people. These are the guys that are in for sure. Mejia, Bethancourt, Diaz, Brandon Lau, Franco, Paredes, Walls, Arozarena, Siri. Margot, Ramirez. Now we're going to the pitching staff. Adam, Armstrong, Beeks, Clevenger, Fairbanks, Poche, Thompson, 
And let's go with a rotation. McClanahan, Rasmussen, Springs, and Eflin. So if there are a couple of names that you're like, wait, that guy made it already? He's a he's a lock. I I think that people are probably gonna go with Taylor Walls or Isaac Perez. They're in, guys. They the Rays showed that they really enjoy Taylor Walls' defense. There's no way that they're letting him off the roster. And there's no way that you're let, leaving, uh, leaving the guy who had 20 bombs and tied the home run um, rank with Rosarena, the team lead for home runs. You're going to put him uh, you know, off the roster. Like yeah. He's making the roster. So those two guys are definitely in. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure Again, you agree we, with that. No, if I agree with you, the only way that those guys aren't on the roster, I would think, are twofold injury which i guess taylor walls is dealing with some sort of issue right now but i imagine he'll be back uh so major injury and then uh trade really you know yeah uh isak paredes is traded to x team in return for y um Mm -hmm. so with that we have position players we have the starting pitcher we have a bullpen opening we've got four spots to fill so we're going to go one by one and start with the position player side of things. Um, Ulysses, in your mindset, who are those two position players that will earn a roster spot? I need... I haven't already. I need pop. I need a good bat. Mm-hmm. And I'm forgoing defensive ability here i really am i just i i want to get the best bat available um so in between a a, a battle between jonathan aranda and vidal brujan i would have to even though brujan gives you more positional flexibility he's way faster he's more conscientious with the glove i still have to give the edge to aranda uh he can handle the bat he's shown that he can um I got to give the edge to Jonathan Aranda there. Okay, that's fair. And I agree with you on the standpoint of, um, I mean, I think the the Rays are pretty well set defensively and versatility-wise. Like, okay, Jose Siri and Manny Margot can cover enough ground. As far as the infield goal goes, Taylor Walls can play pretty much anywhere. Um, you have some versatility with some of those other guys that are spoken for on the roster. It's not like, oh my gosh, we absolutely have to have Fidel Brujan. So this is a, we've talked about it and it is very well publicized. Offense, 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 power, power, power. And I may be throwing a little bit of a curveball here because I do not have Jonathan Aranda making the opening day roster. That spot is or one of the spots is luke Rayley that i am going to generously gift because he is out of options uh i just want to see what he can do i want to see if he can put up or shut up in the first couple weeks of the season i know spring training stats don't matter highlights don't matter but i like what i've seen from luke Rayley. i'd like to see obviously if the rays have kept him on the 40 man for this long I would expect him to get some sort of opportunity. 
I feel, and I don't think it's out of turn or out of the question, that Luke Rayleigh has more pop and more potential for 20 to 25 home runs than Jonathan Aranda at this juncture. So that is why I uh, am giving him the edge here. Now, by the end of the season, by midseason, by May, uh, you know, he goes in a two for 35 slump. It's DFA City. Yeah, I mean, we uh, (laughs) we we agree on 50 percent of what you say. I I, like I said, I I do think Aranda is going to make the the roster, but I also do think Luke Rayleigh is going to make the roster. Uh, You got the positional versatility there. He can play first base. He can play uh, corner outfield. I think he has played some center field. I wouldn't put him there. No, Um, no, no. no. uh, But yeah, I mean. Uh, corner outfield guy, DH spot, first base, lefty. I mean, <laughs> it's basically what what the the Rays have have looked for, except for the veteran presence, obviously. Now, the the the, the issue that I think is most important here to highlight is not all of that. It's, it's the one thing, option. He's got no options, man. Right. So you're not going to keep this guy on the forty man this whole off season, and then to just like lose him without giving him any sort of, of chance at all. Like that doesn't uh, make sense to be quite frank. So I, I do yeah. think that he gets the edge, which means that Bruhan on, on my paper, Bruhan is not making the roster and neither is Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe is making the roster on my end. Why is he not making the roster on your end? I don't see a situation where you are going to carry potentially six outfielders um, in in the roster. I just I, I feel like there's a little bit of a, of a clog, and they it's not like Rayleigh runs very well. Obviously, Josh Lowe runs way better than he does, right? But I don't think Rayleigh is just you know a slow truck uh, out there. I think he he's he has okay speed. Um, I I I think there are way too many similarities in what you're looking for with those two players that having both of them would cost a log jam where a lot, one guy is just sitting on the bench for too long. Uh, maybe one guy gets on a hot streak. So the other guy doesn't see a lot of at bats or you keep trying to look for spaces uh, for the other one to play and for, for one of them to not get cold. And then neither of them uh, get on a hot streak because they're not getting those consistent at bats. So I just don't see a world where you have Luke Rayleigh and Josh Lowe because they're going to have to face the same kind of pitcher. So I, I think you would be creating okay. a logjam there. So Jonathan Aranda wouldn't face the same types of pitchers as Luke Rayleigh because they are both lefties. Yes, but I would think that Jonathan Aranda would be playing a little bit of first and then you can put Luke Rayleigh um, on, on the outfield, maybe dh when Harold is on the bench. You can use that DH spot for for Luke Rayleigh. Um, I just, unless I'm mistaken, Luke Rayleigh can also play first. I don't know how he adequately he can. I mean, it can't be any worse than Jonathan Aranda playing first, right? That's a good question. That's a good question. Who's a better first baseman? Possibly Rayleigh. But yeah. I, if I were Jonathan Aranda all this offseason, I would have worked on the glove. And yeah. and and in I think it was two games ago. Um, where he made two couple of, a, a nice couple of plays in, at first, Jonathan Aranda. So mm-hmm. it seems like maybe he he did his homework this offseason, like we said on the player reviews. I just I think it's it's too redundant to carry both outfielders. Yes, Luke Rayleigh can play first, 
but I think it's a little bit redundant to have both Josh and, and, and Luke there. That That's fair. I opt for the redundancy because I like the power potential of Josh Lowe and Luke Rayleigh. And I look at this roster and I say, who is most likely to slug? Who is most okay. likely to knock one out of the park? Who is most likely to give you those extra base hits? And I think that it's a combination of Josh Lowe and Luke Rayleigh. Having said that, um, as far as opportunities and playing time, I am absolutely sure that the Rays are going to push Josh Lowe to the forefront. And just based on the situation and the lack of status, whatever it may be, Luke Rayleigh is, I mean, he's relegated to the utility bench role. For him, in my opinion, it's you better figure out what to do coming off the bench. You're not getting as much playing time as really anybody else on that roster. So you better make the most of your opportunities because if you don't, then it's Jonathan Aranda's turn. Then it's Vidal Brujan's turn. Then it's somebody else's turn. So, but with Josh Lowe, and I'm also just, you know, some of it I think is uh, PR work by the Rays and feeding stories, but we've seen a lot of Josh Lowe articles. We've seen a yes, lot of Josh Lowe press. We've seen some Luke Rayleigh press thus far. I haven't seen a lot of Jonathan Aranda uh, clippings. So True. I'm just kind of taking some of that into account where ah, Lowe's name. Hey, we've, we've learned a lot about the swing changes of Josh Lowe. New we've learned yeah. a lot about failure and, and gaining confidence and talking to his brother. Same thing with uh, Luke Rayleigh. We've learned a lot about him, um, sure. you know, making his, uh, his swing uh, more compact and, and less complicated. And again, I mean, he's got, he's so well built and so strong that, you know, half swing, three quarter swing, and he's still knocking it out of the ballpark. So um, I'm just taking some of that into account as well. Fair enough. And, and that, that I can see that I can see that perspective. I, I, I think the option though, is what makes him just take the edge. I see the redundancy. I do get your, your, your want for, for slugging. Uh, but you know what, because we have different, opinions yeah. maybe I, I wish there was a place where you can kind of put wagers on, on that sort of thing, uh you know? and i will get to that one quick thing though so it's luke rayleigh and jonathan aranda for you um say luke rayleigh comes out slumps within the first couple of weeks is it him getting he gets rid of more or less and then josh Lowe gets the call um, that's why I think Luke Rayleigh gets the, the beat okay. up because he will have a shorter leash. Like he'll, they'll give him a month. Hey, what can you do? He can't do anything. DFA city. Okay. And then who gets more playing time or at bats between Aranda and Lowe in that case? More like, action. If Aranda and Lowe are both at the same time up in the majors or Aranda yes. gets for like, okay. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I'll I'll have to think about that. Yeah, I'll have to think. And, about and that. that might be a future episode too. I mean, again, yeah. it's a lot of young guys. Who, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. We'll we'll continue with this, but first, uh, we have to tell you about something called FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download. I said it. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because new customers. Get a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download that FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and incredibly easy to use. Then you can bet on everything. 
from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So, do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, uh, yeah, that's what we have for the position player battle, which I guess is uh, more heated and tougher decisions to make than maybe the pitching end of things. And that's kind of what makes it fun. And again, this, I mean, I'm sure cost was a factor in the lack of a free agent wanting to come to Tampa Bay. A lot of factors involved, but at the end of the day, you have a lot of budding prospects and you got to see who has the ability to stick. And you can't yes. figure that out and determine that out without letting them showcase it at the big league level and then making a decision from there. And Luke Rayleigh's making his his case known. I think he already has two bombs, at least by Tuesday evening. Wink, 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 yeah. wink. Um, so, yeah, he, he's doing all he can. Uh, let's see. I think, again, competition is going to uh, be healthy for those guys. So those four four players... Let's see who has it. I mean, I, I know I, I saw somebody on Twitter telling us that Oslavis Basabe was was uh, what what are his chances of of getting in, into the roster? I would say very little, but good yeah. for him for taking the opportunities in spring training and, and doing what he can. Uh, uh, that's a guy who needs a little bit more development, you know. I mean, again, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking at that 40 man roster and I see a glut of position players. And, and prospect status guys like I would think you could bottle up a couple of those and get a uh, bona fide major leaguer but we'll have to wait and see on that because not all those can uh, squeak onto the roster I don't think exactly uh, as of right now or maybe it's a case of like we mentioned uh, at the front of okay uh, we we Vidal Brujan's finally figuring it out Jonathan Aranda you look like the real deal okay Isak Paredes you did great for us in the time that you had but it's time to ship you off for uh something else um all right so moving on uh the pitching side of things uh starting pitcher who who takes over the spot for tyler glass now not necessarily his spot in the rotation but sure warm body for injured body who is that uh player that that seeps into the rotation due to Glasnow's injury on opening day. I thought this was a slam dunk. So when we put up that poll, I thought that Johnny Chirinos was going to take that by a landslide. Yeah. Um, and yet he didn't. Oh, do you have it? Uh, the percentages by any chance? Um, off the top of my head, I can pull it up. I know. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite a landslide. It was uh 56% Yanni Torinos, 40% Luis Patino, and uh, I think 4% of the people were in a drunken stupor because they voted for Josh Fleming in that case. <laughs> That's Josh Fleming's burners. Yeah. Um, thanks, Josh, for listening to the show. We appreciate you. Hope you subscribe to the channel. Yeah. I think uh, what a lot of it, Oh, no, I clicked on Josh Fleming. I didn't mean to do that. I can't. Can I take back my vote? No, you already, va you already voted. Yeah. You're 
ballot's been cast and you too late up. buddy too late yeah fat thumbs yeah. look man i thought it was going to be like 70 percent yanni like it would like 56 to whatever you, you said it was was pretty good okay siri yeah. shut up um 56 percent i i feel like it's it's a good edge but not what i expected i, I expected more 70 percent because i you put these three guys what they have done in the major league level it's a dunk. It's Yanni. It's 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 yeah. Yanni with with no doubt in my mind, and and that's without taking the Venezuelan bump into right. uh, the case. If I put the Venezuelan bump, it should have been ninety percent. But I mean, Josh Fleming has not been successful the last two years. Luis Patino has not been successful in the last two years, especially in twenty twenty two. My goodness. So, uh, yeah, is Yanni ha coming back from TJ? Sure, but the guy didn't get scored on. Yes, was it like less than ten innings? Sure. Small sample size, fine, but he looked good, and he looked yeah. good uh, the last time he went out in, in spring training. I believe it was on Tuesday. Um, so I I don't know about you, but I thought this was pretty simple. No, and I think some of it is just because it's been really set, such a long time since you know Rays fans had seen how successful and how solid Yanni Torino's was and can be. Like he's got. 240 innings of proven track record as a starting pitcher, like three and a half ERA. That's what he averages out at. Um, you know, no, he's not going to win any Cy Youngs. He may not make an all-star appearance, but he is a solid middle of the rotation starter. He has the stuff and he has the moxie and he's shown the ability to do that. And I think he can continue to do that. Uh, you know, newsflash, but he's, he's thrown, more innings in a season than Tyler Glass now has ever had. Just throwing that out there. Thank you. Thank you. And also, uh, would you say that Alex Cobb has been a successful pitcher? Uh, absolutely. He never made an all-star game. Yeah. You can you, you can be successful and not have to have those accolades. Obviously, if you do, hey, great for you. You know, Joey right. Wendell, you will forever be an all-star. Andrew Kittredge. Good for you, man. You can tell that's your grandkids, and they're going to be really, really proud of you. Um, but you can also have just be a really good pitcher and, and never had the chance. Yeah. Johnny can be that guy. I I think this is a slam dunk. And yeah. and you know what? If you're one of the the people that think that it should be Luis Patino or that it should be Josh Fleming, please put down on the comment section on YouTube why it should be Patino, why it should be Fleming, and and why not uh, Chirinos because it really. Yeah. It's befuddling me because I, I think that, that that is as clear case as there could be. I mean, what has Luis Patino shown you of late to prove that he is deserving of the spot? And I think a lot of it honestly has to do with the prospect status and the buzziness of Luis Patino and the name recognition of the Blake Snell trade. I think there's a lot of that that goes into it. And he is a, you know, he's got the the power fastball, El Electrico, and um, he can strike guys out where, you know, John Trinos, he's more of a, you know, pitch to contact guy. You know, it's not, I, I don't think Johnny Trinos average more than a, a strikeout per inning. Um, so I think there's some of that too. You, you hit it right there. You buried the lead there. A lot of race fans, we carry the, our front office never makes a mistake batch mm -hmm. like a, you know, like, like a flag. And we, 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 we wave it proudly. Our, our office front office is so smart. Right. And they are.
But even the smartest front office is going to make mistakes. Jay Cronenworth was a mistake. Yeah. 100%. Now, the Blake Snell trade, it's a funky one. It wasn't necessarily a mistake to trade Blake Snell at that point because of of his value. His value, and I think that, um, I, I don't know how much, I, I yep. think it was also a mutual parting of, okay, he's upsetting what that. What he did to me wasn't cool. With some of his antics, and, you know. And, and I'm, I'm sure he didn't really like the game six. I mean, he has said that. Yeah. He didn't really like that. Um, so I'm sure that that kind of rubbed him off the, the wrong, rubbed him the wrong way. But if we go back to the trade, was it a horrible trade? No, I think that the, but it's not the, the, the yield hasn't really been what we all expected. Where's Cole Wilcox right now? Um, lower minors. Uh, he's been injured. Blake Hunt, double A still, uh, Francisco Mejia is the only one that has been successful at the major league be- uh, le- uh, level, and yet he hasn't really made himself a starter. Uh, you know, he he's going to fight with Bethancourt for for playing time this whole right. year, which is great competition. That that's awesome. Um, and then we got Patino. So I think a lot of race fans are still like holding on to the prospect of Patino because they don't want to lose that yeah. chip that we have as our front office is the best and we never make mistakes. It's like, well, maybe sometimes they do. Yeah. And quite frankly, when it's like a four for one deal like that, I mean, if you hit on one, one and a half of those guys, you're sitting pretty well there Yep. too. Um, It's just, I think at the time, like all four of those guys were top 100 prospects, which again goes to the larger point of you can't get obsessed about the prospect thing in the rankings. And, uh, Blake Hunt, friend of the program, go back and listen to that interview. I mean, if anything, I think the race landed their their next general manager, you know, future yes. vice president of baseball operations, uh, if and when, you know, whenever his baseball career is over. But um, yeah, that's it's still TBD, still early. Like I, you know, let's fast forward five years and see how this shakes out. I mean, yeah. um, it, we could be looking back at it and saying, wow, you know, some of these guys were late bloomers. That that's very possible as well. So Patino is one year older than Franco, is he not? Yeah. yeah. So like you can also just give him a little more time to to develop. That's also true. Right. Very fair. But again, Um, that's not the question. That's not the question. The question is who should supplant these innings. And I think it should be a dunk that it should be Johnny Chirinos and not Patino nor Fleming. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Now moving on to the bullpen, the relief side of things. Who is that final spot earmarked for? Ulysses. Well, I am going to go with the non-field aspect. I'm going with the business aspect of things. I'm going with the Rule 5 um, mm. laws and, and regulations. Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly, I remember he was acquired, I believe, in the Rule 5 draft by the Guardians. And then he was flipped to Colorado. And then Colorado flipped him to to the race. I feel like that's, that was yeah. the tree uh, for cash considerations. They obviously liked what they saw in 130 plus innings. He had a 317 ERA, a 1.13 whip opponent average of 230. This guy should be serviceable. He should be the last guy on the bullpen uh, for now. I think you give him a shot. I think you give him a shot and see what he asks. If he's, if he's healthy and if he's um, able to post, 
I think he he takes the spot. I, I don't think they would have gone through all that flipping and 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 shenanigans yeah. if they didn't really think that he would make the the stable. That's a a lot of work to do um, for the you know through the Rule Five draft, and I think the race had to give up like a hundred thousand dollars to acquire him from the Rockies. I mean, there was a lot of clearly the Rays. They saw his name and that he was still available. It's like, we got to try to make that extra effort to land him. And again, based on what he did in double A and triple A last season, again, minor leagues, but still amazing, amazing numbers. Um, And if you look at his delivery, it's again, one of those, Hey, it's all about funkiness with the race and a guy that has that, that sidearm action and, in the horizontal movement, the fastball slider, like that's right up the Rays alley. Um, and I think that can work wonders against uh, some of the right-handed heavy lineups. I mean, really all throughout baseball, but across the AL East as well. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, just reading a scouting report, Hey, you're in a jam. You got, you got bases on, you need a ground ball, get out of it. You bring in Kevin Kelly and and he takes care of that. And um, actually, if you can, can you run through the relievers who, already we believe have locked up a spot yeah yeah of course um let me get that set up uh the relievers would start with jason adam sean armstrong jalen beeks garrett clevenger pete fairbanks colin pochet and ryan thompson okay so that next spot i'm also in agreement with you that it would go to kevin kelly Having said that, if not Kevin Kelly, do you have an idea of who it would go to after that? Or it's Oof. really Kevin Kelly or bust? Because I've seen some mentions of Calvin Fauche, and I'm just going to say he had 20, and I know he's put in some bad spots. You know, yeah, the, the Rays did not do him favors. But in the action that he, again, it's relievers. It's, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to make this analogy, but the, the Rays, you know, throw relievers away like crazy. You had you had 20, 25 innings to to put something up, and you didn't. So it's now somebody else's opportunity, unless some sort of injury uh, shows its ugly head. And so, I believe that Fauche would have multiple options because he just made his debut last year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would think that due just due to yeah. the Rule Five implications of 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 having the guy in your twenty six man roster, I, I would think that Calvin Fauche is going to be getting familiar with um, Durham. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the business side of things, and I think Kevin Kelly has quite frankly more upside. I mean, quote from Peter Bendix after the selection was made: "We took him because we think he's capable of getting big league hitters out right now." I think there's something to be said for that. And I think, and don't, I know I, I mentioned side armor, but it's a funky side arm too yeah. with the hand and wrist action as well. So that's something else uh, to consider. And I think he could be a, a fun kind of uh, similar to uh, Ryan Thompson, but different in a couple ways as well. So there we go. So uh, I, we have a little bit of a disagreement, not on the pitching side of things, but on the position player side of things. So, very curious to see how that will shake out. And this is where you guys come in on YouTube, on the comment section. Again, these are the four names. Vidal Bruhan, Jonathan Aranda, Luke Rayleigh, and Josh Lowe. You can only pick two. Yeah. Please drop your picks 
on the comment section below. And so we can see what you guys think. Now, with all that said, um, Ben Gamble, Charlie Culberson, Daniel Robertson, no chance. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple. If Gamble, if Culberson, or D-Rob are in opening day, the Rays are in trouble. The Rays Something very bad trades. happened. They, they Something very bad happened. Trades. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, that's it. I will I will save this rant that's building up for another episode. Don't jinx us because there could be a situation like August 13th where in the lineup you see Ben Gamble, Charlie Culberson, and Daniel Robertson. That's fine in August. Okay. But opening day, something very wrong has gone yeah. if these guys are in the mix. If that's the case, I mean, the Rays in, in that situation, like if you're down to that, uh, you know, roll uh, roll Brian Anderson out there, Doug Wechter and Dwayne Stats. Give them some bats. Look, I'm just, I, and I know we're going along here, but like, if D Rob needs to come in because somebody's hurt, where's Curtis Mead? True. I'd where's rather Kyle see. Mizzardo? I mean, right. I, I, I'd, I'd rather I, see. Where's Greg I'd rather Jones? See, yes, I'd rather see Curtis Mead on the field than D Rob. One thousand percent. I would rather see uh, Josh Lowe, Vidal Bruhan in the outfield than Ben Gamble. A hundred percent. I know we're going long here, but here's a question real quickly. Ties in. Who gets more at bats in 2023? Luke Rayleigh or Curtis Mead for the Rays? That's a really good question. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping it'll be Curtis Mead because okay. if that's the case, then things are going really, really well. Uh, again, no, no disrespect to Luke Rayleigh. Uh, I just think he's, he's the appetizer and Curtis Mead is the, the steak dinner. Yeah. Josh Lowe and some of these other guys as well. And Hey, there are really good appetizers out there. You can sometimes be full with an appetizer. Yeah. You're like, that was really good. I, I, you know, the sampler who doesn't love the sampler. I mean, Matt stairs made a career of being an appetizer. Hey, and a lot of millions. So there True. you go. All right. Uh, Again, quick reminder, If I mean, I'm just going to make it really brief. Again, take that uh, screenshot to prove that you are subscribed to the Locked on Rays uh, podcast on YouTube. Uh, and with that screenshot in the email, you type up to LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Uh, send us that voice memo. Your name, where you're from, the question, comment, hot take you have. And that will earn you a spot in our Locked on Rays Fantasy Baseball League. So in that email, we need two items. We need a voice memo and we need a screenshot. That's it. Simple. And then come on. Good. Even a blank yeah. would do it. First yeah. come, first serve, too. So, yeah. you know, that's that's how we're ordering them. Not, yeah. No preferential treatment to uh, – it's really more preferential treatment to whoever listens first and – follows the directions and handles the task first. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah, very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for making the lockdown race podcast. Your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the lockdown MLB prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Friday.